too. He owns a bicycle in good working order, which he is willing to use in the scout service if called upon at any time in case of emergency. He must be able to ride his bicycle satisfactorily, and repair punctures, etc. He must be able to read a map, and repeat correctly a verbal message. On ceasing to own a bicycle the scout must be required to hand back his badge. Dairyman, a scout must understand, management of dairy cattle, be able to milk, make butter and cheese, understand sterilization of milk, safe use of preservatives, care of dairy utensils and appliances. Electrician, a scout must have a knowledge of method of rescue and resuscitation of persons insensible from shock, be able to make a simple electromagnet, have elementary knowledge of action of simple battery cells, and the working of electric bells and telephone, understand and be able to remedy fused wire, and to repair broken electric connections. Engineer, a scout must have a general idea of the working of motor cars and steam locomotives, marines, internal combustion and electric engines. He must also know the names of the principal parts and their functions, how to start, drive, feed, stop and lubricate any one of them chosen by the candidate. Farmer, a scout must have a practical knowledge of plowing, cultivating, drilling, hedging and draining. He must also have a working knowledge of farm machinery, haymaking, reaping, heading and stacking, and a general acquaintance with the routine seasonal work on a farm, including the care of cattle, horses, sheep and pigs. Fireman, a scout must know how to give the alarm to inhabitants, police, etc how to enter burning buildings, how to prevent spread of fire, use of hose, and rolling, joining up, hydrants, use of nozzle, etc., the use of escape, ladders, and shuts, improvising ropes, jumping sheets, etc., the fireman's lift, how to drag patient, how to work in fumes, etc., the use of fire extinguishers, how to rescue animals, how to save property, climb and pass buckets, scrum to keep back crowd first aid to animals a scout must have a general knowledge of the anatomy of domestic and farm animals and be able to describe treatment and symptoms of the following wounds fractures and sprains exhaustion choking lameness he must understand shoeing and shoes and must be able to give a drench for colic gardener a scout must dig a piece of ground not less than 12 feet square know the names of a dozen plants plant out in an ordinary garden Understand what is meant by pruning, grafting and manuring. Plant and grow successfully six kinds of vegetables or flowers from seeds or cuttings. Cut and make a walking stick. Or cut grass with side under supervision. Handyman, a scout must be able to paint a door or bath. Whitewash a ceiling. Repair gas fittings. Tap washers. Sash lines. Window and door fastenings. Replace gas mantles and electric light bulbs. Hang pictures and curtains. Repair blinds. Fix curtain and portier rods, blind fixtures, lay carpets, men clothing and upholstery, do small furniture and china repairs, and sharpen knives. Horseman, a scout must know how to ride at all paces, and to jump an ordinary fence on horseback, how to saddle and bridle a horse correctly, how to harness a horse correctly in single or double harness, and to drive, how to water and feed, and to what amount, how to groom his horse properly. The evil of bearing and hame reins and ill-fitting saddlery. Principal causes and remedies of lameness. Interpreter, a scout must be able to carry on a simple conversation. Write a simple letter on subject given by examiner. Read and translate a passage from a book or newspaper. 
in either Esperanto or any language that is not that of his own country, whether worker, a scout must have a knowledge of tanning and curing, and either a be able to sole and heal a pair of boots, sewn or nailed, and generally repair boots and shoes, or be be able to dress a saddle, repair traces, stirrup leathers, etc. and know the various parts of harness. Marksman, a scout must pass the following tests for miniature rifle shooting from any position, and are a standard target to be used, 20 rounds to be fired at 15 or 25 yards, highest possible, 100 points, a scout gaining 60 points or over to be classified as marksman, scoring, bullseye, 5 points, inner, 4 points, magpie, 3 points, outer 2 points, also, judge distance on a known ground, 5 distances under 300 yards, 5 between 300 and 600 yards, with not more than an error of 25%. On the average, master at arms, a scout must attain proficiency in two out of the following subjects, single stick, quarter staff, fencing, boxing, jiu-jitsu and wrestling, missioner, the qualifications are, a general elementary knowledge of sick nursing, invalid cookery, sick room attendance, bed making, and ventilation. Ability to help aged and infirm. Musician, a scout must be able to play a musical instrument correctly other than triangle, and to read simple music, or to play properly any kind of musical toy, such as a penny whistle, mouth organ, etc. and sing a song. Pathfinder, it is necessary to know every lane, by path, and shortcut for a distance of at least two miles in every direction around the local scout's headquarters in the country, or for one mile if in a town and to have a general knowledge of the district within a five-mile radius of his local headquarters, so as to be able to guide people at any time, by day or night, to know the general direction of the principal neighboring towns for a distance of 25 miles, and to be able to give strangers clear directions how to get to them, to know, in the country, in the two-mile radius, generally, how many hayricks, strawricks, wagons, horses, cattle, Sheep and pigs there are on the different neighboring farms, or, in a town, to know in a half-mile radius what livery stabling, corn chandlers, forage merchants, bakers, butchers, there are, in town or country to know where are the police stations, hospitals, doctors, telegraph, telephone offices, fire engines, turncocks, blacksmiths and job masters or factories, where over a dozen horses are kept, to know something of the history of the place or of any old buildings, such as the church, or other edifice, as much as possible of the above information is to be entered on a large-scale map. Photographer, a scout must have a knowledge of the theory and use of lenses, and the construction of cameras, action of developers. He must take, develop and print twelve separate subjects, three interiors, three portraits, three landscapes and three instantaneous photographs. Pioneer, a scout must have extra efficiency in pioneering in the following tests, or suitable equivalents, fell a 9-inch tree or scaffolding pole neatly and quickly, tie eight kinds of knots quickly in the dark or blindfolded, lash spars properly together for scaffolding, build model bridge or derrick, make a camp kitchen, build a hut of one kind or another suitable for three occupants, piper, a scout must be able to play a march and a reel on the pipes, to dance the sword dance and must wear kilt and highland dress. Plumber, a scout must be able to make white and braised joints, to cut and fix a window pane, repair a burst pipe, mend a ball or faucet tap, and understand the ordinary hot and cold water system of a house.
poultry farmer, a scout must have a good knowledge of incubators, brooders, sanitary fowl houses and coops and runs, also of rearing, feeding, killing, and dressing birds for market, also he must be able to pack birds and eggs for market, printer, a scout must know the names of different types and paper sizes, be able to compose by hand or machine, understand the use of hand or power printing machines, he must also print a handbill set up by himself, seaman, a scout must be able to tie eight knots rapidly in the dark or blindfolded, splice ropes, fling a rope coil, row and tug a boat single-handed, and tug with pole, or scull it over the stern, steer a boat rowed by others, bring the boat properly alongside and make it fast, box the compass, read a chart, state direction by the stars and Sunday swim 50 yards with trousers, socks, and shirt on, climb a rope or pole of 15 feet, or, as alternative, dance the hornpipe correctly, sew and darn a shirt and trousers, understand the general working of steam and hydraulic winches, and have a knowledge of weather wisdom and knowledge of tides, signaler, a scout must pass tests in both sending and receiving in semaphore and more signaling by flag, not fewer than 24 letters per minute, he must be able to give and read signals by sound, to make correct smoke and flame signals with fires, to show the proper method of signaling with the staff. Stalker, a scout must take a series of 20 photographs of wild animals or birds from life, and develop and print them, or, alternately, he must make a collection of 60 species of wild flowers, ferns, or grasses, dried and mounted in a book and correctly named, or, alternately, he must make colored drawings of 20 flowers, ferns or grasses, or 12 sketches from life of animals and birds, original sketches, as well as the finished pictures, to be submitted, or, alternately he must be able to name 60 different kinds of animals, insects, reptiles, or birds in a museum or zoological garden, or from a named colored plates, and give particulars of the lives, habits, appearance and markings of 20 of them, starmen, a scout must have a general knowledge of the nature and movements of the stars, he must be able to point out and name six principal constellations. Find the north by means of other stars than the pole star in case of that star being obscured by clouds, etc. And tell the hour of the night by the stars or moon. He must have a general knowledge of the positions and movements of the earth, sun and moon, and of tides, eclipses, meteors, comets, sunspots, planets. Surveyor, a scout must map correctly, from the country itself the main features of a half a mile of road, with 440 yards each side, to a scale of 2 feet to the mile, and afterward redraw same map from memory, measure the heights of a tree, telegraph pole and church steeple, describing method adopted, measure width of a river, and distance apart of two objects a known distance away and inapproachable, be able to measure a gradient, contours, conventional signs of ordnance survey and scales, swimming and life-saving, a scout must be able to dive and swim 50 yards with clothes on shirt, trousers, socks as minimum, able to fling and use lifeline or life buoy, able to demonstrate two ways of rescue of drowning person, and revival of apparently drowned, the patrol the simplest way to form a patrol of scouts is to call together a small group of boys over 12 years of age, a simple recital of the things that scouts do, with perhaps an opportunity to look over the manual will be enough to launch the organization. The selection of a patrol leader will then follow, and the scouting can begin. It is well not to attempt too much at the start. Get the boys to start work to pass the requirements for the tenderfoot. 
The patrol leader, each patrol should have a patrol leader preferably a boy. The choice of this leader has much to do with the success of the patrol. He should be a recognized leader among the boys in the group. Do not hesitate to entrust him with details. Let him feel that he is your right-hand man. Ask his opinion on matters pertaining to the patrol. Make him feel that the success of the organization depends largely upon him. Being careful, of course, not to overdo it. You will find that this attitude will enlist the hearty cooperation of the boy and you will find him an untiring worker, with the ability to bind the boys closer together than you could ever hope to do alone. Points of interest 1. Scouting does not consist in wearing a khaki suit or a lot of decorations. It is in doing the things that are required for the tenderfoot. Second class and first class scout badges and the badges of merit. 2. Scouts do not wish anyone to buy things for them. They buy their own equipment and pay their own way. 3. Scouts do their best to keep the scout oath and law. 4. The glory of scouting is to do a good turn to someone every day without reward. 5. Scouts regard the rights of others, and do not trespass on the property or feelings of others. 6. Scouting means obedience and discipline. The boy who can't obey will never command. 7. Scouts are always busy and getting fun out of it at work, at school, at home, at play. Be a good scout. How to organize a troop first, right to headquarters, which is at 205th Avenue, New York City, for a scoutmaster's certificate. Second, either combine three or more patrols or having one patrol. Appoint several patrol leaders and enlist boys for the new patrols. Third, the minimum number of patrols in a troop is three and the maximum the number a scoutmaster can rightly handle. Care should be taken not to organize for the sake of a big showing. Hints on starting, in actually starting a troop. It has been found better to start in a small way. Begin by one or two leader men making a careful study of scouting for boys, and as soon as the main ideas have been grasped, get together a small number of boys, and go through with them the initial stages step by step, until the boys bubble over with scouting ideals and until the notion of a fancy uniform and games in the country have given place to a definite desire to qualify for manhood and citizenship. These boys will make the nucleus round which to form a troop, and should pass on their training and enthusiasm to the boys who are enlisting under them. It has been found better to obtain distinctly older fellows for patrol leaders. The scoutmasters should invariably be men who feel the great responsibility of having boys under their charge and the possibility of leading the boys from the moment when they enlist in the scouts to the time they pass out again to be fully-fledged men. Finances, the finances necessary to run a troop of scouts should be met by the scouts themselves. It is a main principle of scouting to teach the boys to be self-reliant, and anything which will militate against the constant sending round of the hat will be a national good. The scoutmaster, the scoutmaster is the adult leader of a troop. The scoutmaster may begin with one patrol. He must have a deep interest in boys, be genuine in his own life, have the ability to lead and command the boys' respect and obedience and possess some knowledge of a boy's ways. He need not be an expert on scout craft. The good scout master will discover experts for the various activities. Applications for scout master certificates may be made at the headquarters, 205th Avenue, New York City. From the outset, the scout master must have the interest of each boy at heart. He must not play favorites with any of the boys in his patrol or troop. While there are sure to be boys in the group who will develop more rapidly than others, and whose keenness will be sure to call forth the admiration of the scoutmaster, 
he should not permit himself to be carried away by the achievements of these star boys to such an extent that he will neglect the less aggressive boy. The latter boy is the one who needs your attention most, and your interest in him must be genuine. Every effort he makes, no matter how poor it may be, should be commended just as heartily as the better accomplishments of the more handy boy. Practical Activities for Scouts 1. Scout Craft, Boy Scouts Organization, Scout Laws, Discipline, Scout Secret Signs, Badges, etc. 2. Campaigning, Camp Life and Resourcefulness, Hut and Map Making, Knots, Fire Lighting, Cooking, Boat Management, Judging Distances, Heights and Numbers, Swimming, Cycling, Finding the Way, Signposts 1. Do not have in the same patrol boys of great disparity in ages. For instance, the boy of 12 should not be in the same group with the 16-year-old boy. If it can possibly be avoided, you must remember that in most cases the things that appeal to the younger boy will have no attraction for the older boy. 2. Do not enroll boys under 12. If you do you are certain to lose your older boy. The movement is distinctly for boys of the adolescent period and is designed to help them to rightly catch the spirit of helpfulness. 3. Do not try to do everything yourself. Try to remember that the boys are always willing and anxious to take hold. Let the boys understand that the whole proposition is theirs. It is what they make it. Your contract with them should be largely of a big brother nature. 4. Do not burden or weary the boys with excessive military drills and tactics. The movement is not a military one. The military virtues of obedience, neatness, order, endurance and erect, alert bearing. However, are scout virtues. Use everything that develops boys. This is good scout craft. 5. Do not confine the activities of the patrols to things of one character. Touch every activity as far as possible. Do not omit anything. Get the proper agencies to cooperate with you for these ends a military man for signaling, a naturalist for woodcraft, a physician for first aid, etc. 6. Do not permit the boys to fail in the proper keeping of the scout oath and law. 7. Never fail to keep an engagement with your patrol or troop. If something should delay your coming or should you find yourself unable to keep an appointment with them, be sure to notify the patrol leaders beforehand. It might be well to require the same of the boys. 8. A real danger point is the failure of a scoutmaster to visit the boys in their homes. Knowing the boys' parents means much, and their cooperation will be much hardier when they know the man to whose care they entrust their boy, after he has discussed with them the real purpose of the scout movement. 9. Do not hesitate to give a boy a hard task, but not an impossible one. A boy likes to do hard things. 10. Do not attempt right at the start to give the boy every bit of detail regarding the activities of the troop. Work out the plans with the boys from time to time, always reserving some things of interest for the next meeting. Your attempt to give them everything at one time will cause the whole proposition to assume the nature of a task instead of pleasurable education, as was originally intended. 11. Hold frequent tests for advancement to the classes of scouthood. Get your fellows to really win their badges. 12. As a scoutmaster use good judgment. If there are other scoutmasters in your town, or a scout council or a local committee, cooperate with these. To be a scoutmaster, you must have the spirit of 76. But be sure to work with others. The boys will benefit by the lesson. The scouts camp to go camping should mean more than merely living under canvas away from the piles of brick and stone that make up our cities. To be in the open air. To breathe pure oxygen. To sleep upon a bed of boughs beside the trail. To look at the campfire and the stars. 
and to hear the whisper of the trees all of this is good, but the camp offers a better opportunity than this, it offers the finest method for a boy's education, between 12 and 18 years the interests of a boy are general ones, and reach from the catching of tadpoles and minnows to finding God in the stars, his interests are the general mass interests that are so abundant in nature, the activities that give the country boy such an advantage for the real enjoyment of life over the city lad, two weeks or two months in camp, they are too valuable to be wasted in loafing, cigarette smoking, card playing or shooting craps, to make a camp a profitable thing there must needs be instruction, not formal but informal instruction, scouting, nature study, scout law, camp cooking, signaling, pioneering, pathfinding, sign reading, stalking for camera purposes, knowledge of animals and plants, first aid, life-saving, manual work making things, hygiene, sex instruction, stargazing, discipline, knowing the rocks and trees, and the ability to do for oneself, in order that a boy may grow strong, self-reliant, and helpful. This is a partial list of the subject in the camp curricula. A model scout camp program is given here. It takes eight days to carry it out, but there is material enough to run ten times the number of days specified. A Sir RSSB ADN Powell Scout Camp Model Program First Day, Preliminary Work, Settling into Camp, Formation of Patrols, Distribution of Duties, Orders, etc. Second Day, Campaigning, Camp Resourcefulness, Hut and Map Making, Knots, Fire Lighting, Cooking, Health and Sanitation, Endurance, Finding Way in Strange Country, and Boat Management. Third Day, Observation, Noticing and Memorizing Details Far and Near. Landmarks, tracking, deducing meaning from tracks and signs, and training the eyesight. Fourth day, woodcraft, study of animals, birds, plants and stars, stalking animals, noticing people, reading their character and condition, and thereby gaining their sympathy. Fifth day, chivalry, honor, code of knights, and selfishness, courage, charity and thrift, loyalty to God, country, parents and employers, or officers practical chivalry to a woman, the obligation to do a good turn daily, and how to do it. Sixth day, saving life, from fire, drowning, sewer gas, runaway horses, panic, street accidents, improvised apparatus, and first aid. Seventh day, patriotism, national geography, the history and deeds that won our world power, the navy and army, flags, medals, duties of a citizen, marksmanship, helping the police. Eighth day, a summary of the whole course, sports comprising games and competitive practices in all subjects of the course. Camp routines 6.30 a meters turnout, bathe, etc. 7.00, breakfast 8.00, air bedding in sun if possible 9.00, scouting games and practice 11.00, swimming 12.00 meters dinner 1.00 p meters talk by leader 2.00, water games, etc. 6.00, supper 7.30, evening council around campfire order of business. Opening council roll call record of last council report of scouts leftover business complaints honors new scouts new business challenges social doings, songs, dances, stories closing council devotional services when desired 10.00 p meters lights out, the father of scouting for boys in America, and in fact the inspiration for the movement in England under Lieutenant General Sir Robert S. S. Bob Powell, KCB is Mr. Ernest Thompson Seaton the distinguished naturalist and nature student, 
The official handbook of the organization may be obtained from Doubleday, Page and Company, Garden City, and why the publishers of this book, or from the national headquarters of the Boy Scouts of America, III Camps and Camping How to Select the Best Place and to Pitch the Tent A Brush Bed The Best Kind of a Tent How to Make the Campfire What to Do When It Rains Fresh Air and Good Food The Brush Lean To and How to Make It Going. Camping is the best fun in the world if we know how to do it. Every healthy boy and girl if given an opportunity should enjoy living outdoors for a week or two and playing at being an Indian. There is more to camping however than roughing it or seeing how much hardship we can bear. A good camper always makes himself just as comfortable as he can under the circumstances. The saying that an army travels on its stomach means that a soldier cannot make long marches or fight hard unless he has good food. The surest sign of a tenderfoot is the boy who makes fun of you because you try to have a soft dry bed while he prefers to sleep on the ground under the mistaken idea that it is manly or brave. He will usually spoil a trip in the woods for everyone in the party. Another poor kind of a camper pitches his tent so that his bed gets wet and his food spoiled on the first rainy day, and then sits around cold and hungry trying hard to think that he is having fun, to keep from getting homesick. This kind of a boy locks the door after the horse is stolen. If we go camping we must know how to prevent the unpleasant things from happening. We must always be ready for wind and rain, heat and cold. A camping party should make their plans a long time ahead in order to get their equipment ready. Careful lists should be made of what we think we shall need. After we are out in the woods, there will be no chance to run around the corner to the grocers to supply what we have forgotten. If it is forgotten, we must simply make the best of it and not allow it to spoil our trip. It is surprising how many things that we think are almost necessary to a life we can get along without if we are obliged to. The true woodsman knows how to turn to his use a thousand of nature's gifts and to make himself comfortable. While you and I might stand terrified and miserable under the same conditions, Daniel Boone, the great wilderness traveler, could go out alone in the untracked forest with nothing but his rifle, his axe and a small pack on his back and by a knowledge of the stars, the rivers, the trees and the wild animals, he could go for weeks traveling hundreds of miles, building his bed and his lean-to out of the evergreen boughs, lighting his fire with his flint and steel shooting game for his food and dressing and curing their skins for his clothing and in a thousand ways supplying his needs from nature's storehouse. The school of the woods never sends out graduates. We may learn something new every day. The average city boy or girl does not have an opportunity to become a skilled master of woodcraft, but because we cannot learn it all is no reason why we should not learn something. The best way to learn it is in the woods themselves and not out of books. A party of four boys makes a good number for a camping trip. They will probably agree better than two or three. They can do much of the camp work in pairs. No one need to be left alone to look after the camp while the others go fishing or hunting or to some nearby town for the mail or for supplies. There is no reason why four boys of fifteen who are resourceful and careful cannot spend a week or two in the woods in perfect safety and come back home sounder in mind and body than when they left. It is always better to take along someone who has camped out before. If he cannot be found, then make your plans. Decide what you will do and how you will do it. Take a few cooking lessons from mother or the cook if the latter is good-natured and go anyway. First elect a leader. Not because he is any more important than the rest but because if someone goes ahead and gives directions, the life in camp will run much more smoothly and everyone will have a better time. If it is your first experience in camping, you had better go somewhere near home. The best place is one that can be reached by wagon, 
If we have to carry our supplies on our backs or in a canoe, the amount we can take will be much less. After you have had some experience near home you can safely try the other way. Where you go is of comparatively little importance. Near every large city there is some lake or river where you can find a good camping site. Campers always have more fun if they are near some water. But if such a place is not easily found near where you live, go into the woods. Try to get away from towns or villages. The wilder the place island the better. You had better make sure of your camping ground before you go by writing a letter to the owner of the land. It isn't much fun after we have pitched the tent and made everything shipshape to have some angry landowner come along and order us off because we are trespassers. In selecting a place to camp, there are several very important things to look out for. 1. Be sure you are near a supply of drinking water. A spring or a brook is best, but even the lake or river will do if the water is pure and clean. The water at the bottom of a lake is always much colder and cleaner than the surface water. When I was a boy, I used a simple device for getting cold water which some of you may like to copy. I took an old-fashioned jug and fastened a strong string to the handle and also fastened the string to the cork of the jug as the drawing shows. The jug was weighted so that it would sink, by means of a piece of stone tied to the handle. We used to go out to the middle of the lake where the water was the deepest and lower the jug over the side of a boat. When it reached bottom we would give the string a sharp tug and thus pull out the cork. The bubbles coming to the surface showed us when the jug was full. We then hauled it on board and had clear, cold, drinking water from a lake that on the surface was warm enough for swimming. 2. The next important thing in selecting a camp is being near a supply of firewood. A weekend camp will consume an amazing amount of wood, especially if we had a campfire at night to sit around and sing and tell stories before turning in. In most sections there is plenty of dead wood that we can use for campfires. This does not mean a lot of twigs and brush. There is no use trying to go camping unless someone knows how to use an axe. In another chapter I will tell you something about the proper use of axes and hatchets. For the present it is sufficient to say that an excellent place to practice handling an axe is on the family wood pile. You will thus combine business and pleasure, and your efforts will be appreciated by your family, which would not be the case if like George Washington. You began your lessons in woodcraft on the favorite cherry tree. Almost any kind of wood will burn when it is dry, but it takes experience to know the kinds of trees that will burn when they are green. If there is no dry wood in the neighborhood, and we are obliged to cut a tree down to get our supply, it is very important to pitch our camp somewhere near the right kind of a tree and not be obliged to carry our firewood a long distance. The best green wood for the camper's fire is hickory. Although birch is excellent, hickory is also the best dry wood. Other trees that will burn well when green are cedar, white ash, locust or white oak. There are comparatively few places, however, where dry wood is not available and of course it is always best to avoid such a place. 3. The campsite should be in a fairly open spot. Thick woods and underbrush are either hot or damp, cool. If you can find a site that is shaded during the heat of the day so much the better. It is unwise to pitch the tent under a tree that stands alone on account of possible danger from lightning. If your tent is shaded by a tree, 